podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello. Uh, <laughs> coming up, we're going to go through what was a testing afternoon for Leeds United. Let's uh, get excuses out of the way. We didn't turn up yesterday, neither did the team. So go on, Andy. Well, yesterday, my missus was working nights, so I had the two kids on my own, and then I did a sleepover with my little boy to try and give him a bit of normality. So I didn't have time to record. I couldn't leave him. We were watching films, and I was, I was being a dad. There's some Sometimes things take precedence, and we had a bit of a scheduling nightmare, but we're here, and we're not shying away from it. That was rough. That's probably the most embarrassing for me, out of the recent FA Cup humiliations. I don't know about you. As I went through last week, I've found ways of justifying these things in my head so that they're not so bad. But I want to start off by saying I did not enjoy that. That's brought me some enjoyment. I thought you were a voyeur for this kind of stuff. No, there is a massive difference between watching us play really well at Tottenham in a game where we're effectively underdogs and still losing 3-0 and watching us struggle to understand what the round thing is on the floor in front of us in a second half performance that was utterly diabolical. Well, yesterday was always going to be a Leeds that moment. I'd been gearing up to enjoy the game yesterday. Uh, talking about it, pre-match thoughts, I know it's a bit late for this, but I've been saying to you boys, you can back me up on this, that... I felt this was a great opportunity to go on and actually win something. I thought we could win the FA Cup because for the first time in 16 years, the only teams that we've got to play that are superior, if you like, are our peers in the league, not teams that are leagues and streets and financial gains ahead of us. So I thought it was a good chance. And wow, as soon as we got to kick off yesterday, bang, a two-year-old running around me, a four-year-old running around me, and a migraine starts. Well, there's a few things there. You've backed yourself up because you said all that on last week's podcast, but I'm not sure the memory will uh, no. will, will linger too strongly. Some people, James uh, put a tweet out yesterday saying, do we really have to do a podcast? And the answer, James, is yes, we do, because we've got to face up to our... Mr. Venus. Well. That was wank. However, someone went on and said that they said, yes, I want full, unadulterated Andy. Oh, Andy's on dry January from now, so it's not going to be quite as rough. And it is a Monday morning. Another thing that you said there that was really interesting was talking about competing with your peers. And it one of the surreal things about yesterday was when they did that thing at the start that we've had read about us for the last 16 years, particularly the League One years, but where they talk about the budgets of the thing and they go... The entire Crawley squad costs 15 pence and a packet of crisps. And Leeds United are on the mega bucks. I was like, wow. Because, yes, it's true. And they will be on Premier League contracts now. But if you took out Rodrigo from the start and you took out Rafinha in the second half, we we fielded a squad that we pretty much could have fielded last season. I'm not having... Obviously, we fielded a weakened side to our normal team, but that side we put out yesterday should be beating flipping West Brom in the Premier League, not be losing to Crawley 3 0 in Cup. Second half's a little bit different when he's brought a couple of kids on, but starting lineup, that can compete. Not not against the top end. I, mean, I think yesterday we learned a few lessons about positional 
and where to play players. That team yesterday could have held its own against a couple of teams like West Brom and definitely Sheffield United. Yeah, that wasn't really the the way, way I was running with that, to be honest with you, but you, you're right. And throughout the game, what I was thinking, uh, based on Bielsa's previous uh, defeats, probably that last one against Hull, what he would say is, I picked a team that was strong enough for the game. And he will think that his changes at halftime were strong enough to win the game. I just think it was one of those situations in the second half where the amount of change, it felt like it was being treated at best like an under-23s game and and at worst like, like a friendly because we switched it around so much that I think he would probably say to you that the game time for... Liam Cooper, 45 minutes was more important than progressing. Clearly, he felt that way because otherwise he'd have kept him on. The playing Pascal Strike sitting in front of Phillips in a game where Phillips was on the pitch to tell him what to do when he's going to play there next Saturday was more important than playing Calvin Phillips in that role that the commentators were begging for him to be switched to throughout. So I think whilst Bielsa will maintains he put out a strong enough team and will feel that he respected the competition. It was still treated like a friendly exercise where some of those little things for, for his learning of where the squad are at was more important than progression. I think you're probably right there, but uh, I don't think it's really... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here because one thing that Marcelo Bielsa does is he, he instills heart and desire into teams. And there's only one team that showed heart and desire yesterday. And it wasn't Leeds United? Not even close, mate. As I said at the, the top end, I think that's the most embarrassing one, that. Because even, as you said, there, with all changes in the second half, we've still got a strong enough team. It's brought Rafinha off the bench, for Christ's sake, hasn't it? 20 million quid Brazilian superstar who didn't really have much of a sniff. He, he was the only shining light. He showed that he had some metal about him, but nobody else around him because everyone was in random positions when he brought Jenkins on this is no disrespect to kicks he's running around but I don't know what position he plays I thought that Greenwood was a centre forward and he seems to be playing an attacking mid and he's put a left winger up top I, d I don't understand the logic of yesterday and as I say I feel it was a big big missed opportunity let's uh, there's one person I don't think should ever play for the club again and I've been saying that for quite a while and it was awful yesterday. See, I think if you move the issue of the actual charge that he was found guilty of to one side and just look at the situation and say from October last, well, October 2019 up until March 2020, he'd been charged with something and wasn't sure whether or not he was going to be found guilty. He was then found guilty of something that he still strongly denies. So he's either lying or didn't do it. He's then second fiddle to to somebody else. A child. I, I think it's irrespective of who's in, in the sticks, but yeah, to a child. Um, and his time at the club in terms of his own confidence. I don't see where he comes back from this professionally at Leeds United is so that's a long-winded way of saying I agree with everyone who's saying it but I think the sensitivities around the situation which is clearly why uh, Mate, that's, a, that's obviously been an issue but he would guff in 
playoff semi-final against Derby. The guy, the guy's positional sensing, other than if he's on a bench behind Ika Casillas, is pretty poor. See, I think I think that's interesting because obviously straight away I I'm an excuses man. We've been through this, and in the first half, that save he made at the end of the first half was was fantastic, and I felt that that was. I felt that was down to positioning because last week when uh, Melier's been caught out and has literally carried a ball over the line, which has happened, the thing that he doesn't have is experience yet. And I felt that that was something that Casilla did have. The excuse I'm going to give him for that second goal was that it might, you still should have saved it, but it hit a divot and, and bounced off hugely. So, all, right then. all right then, what about that point in game where I think we're, 2-0 down. It might even be 3-0. I can't remember. It was that bloody embarrassing. I um, went off wondering. When it, when it went off wondering, it was it was further ahead of play than Ollie Casey. And it all comes back to confidence being shot. And and, and at the end of the day, I think that there's going to be a... if the, There already will have been, but conversations with him around where his future is. To be honest, I'd forgotten he was here. I know that he's been on the bench, but I've, I've forgotten he was here. So it's... I can't. He's not ever gonna replace Melier now as a first team regular, uh, unless he's injured for a, a, a big injury for a long period of time. I just don't see it happening. So yeah, you're right. I think you've alluded to this before because of uh, an interest in rugby league, and this is a rugby league issue that has come into football just in this co- competition. But how do you feel about having VAR? At some games and not others, depending on who's um, where, where the game's been played. It's for me, it's nonsense. <laughs> I, I guess you go with the penalty in the first half, aren't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a penalty. However, uh, my mum and dad are useless with football, and they they were like anybody else. Every, everyone who's like not a Leeds fan jumps on your back. And my mum and dad think they're Leeds fans, but they're not because they don't. They couldn't tell you anything about them. But my, my point being with this is, everyone starts texting me abuse. And my mum actually made a very good point last night. I was blaming Kiko. So, no, oh, it's been 3 0, it's a shambles, blah, blah, blah. Pointing my finger at everybody. And she's gone, it helped if Leeds had scored, though, wouldn't it? And what do you come back at with that now? It's a mic drop moment, isn't it? That's, that's a completely fair point. Didn't take any half chances that we had in the first half and created nothing in the second half. I thought Pervega looked all right in the first half. I was a bit disappointed to see him get taken off. He's a little bit lightweight, but his feet are unbelievable. Yeah, he did well in he did well in patches. Uh, I think when when the keeper made that save, it was a great strike, and the keeper was lucky that it spooned off outside the post because it could have gone anywhere after that. He stuck his leg out; it could have gone anywhere. But those are all coulda, woulda, shouldas. Um, how much do you think, because of the changes, because of the youth that's brought in? How much do you think any of the criticisms that have been levelled at the team in the Premier League defeats about maybe being too lightweight, being too naive and getting caught out are fair to transfer into this game? I personally don't think they are. I think yesterday's issues were all down to positions that I don't think anyone actually knew where they were meant to be, which is worrying. I think they all know the system very, very well and inside out, but as soon as you start moving people to complete alien positions, then it's it's not it's not cricket, is it? I mean, I said to my dad last night, again, as part of my little woeful, 
I said, look, I'd rather have been safe at the Premier League and lost this one 3-0, thinking that really sucks to say that, that hurts. But it's true. I'd rather we did do all right in the Premier League and not win the Cup. But I do feel like the way we're playing at the minute, we could have a good stab at both. Yeah, there's there's a, every reason to call that. It's, it's a strange thing because I personally think, I, f- I feel like the Cup just doesn't apply to us. Either cup, I just don't feel it's like it's a, something that's applied. We're not a part of it. I haven't been part of the cups for a while. He's been guffing cups, hasn't he, Marcelo? He's been guffing cups, hasn't he? Does he not rate them? If you look at his, if you look at his record in cups with us. Yeah, oh, he has been guff in the cups. Yes, he has. He's been poor. I think we may have only won one tie. I went to QPR in the cup two years ago away and all expectant got nothing best display was that Arsenal one got nothing gone out again this year in the third round um, got lost to Hull I think we lost to Preston in the League Cup we drew um, against Stoke we drew against Hull oh yeah 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 good point well made um, so other than those couple of draws we've, uh, we've had an absolutely shocking time in the Cups and he hasn't made wholesale changes, but he's definitely used them as an opportunity to to tweak an experiment. And I, I, I don't think many of the backup crew did themselves huge favours. No, we, we showed a massive lack in squad depth. I think you need some... We've been saying it for ages. It's been the hot topic on all internet forums and everything about Leeds United that we need another midfielder. As soon as you take click out of that, you, you, you're lost... Without click, we looked like half a team yesterday, in my very humble opinion. I think it was a measured experiment that, that failed miserably and ended up with, uh, <laughs> like some of the papers, the mirror, a leading just with reality star Mark Wright makes debut for, for Crawley. Oh, I didn't even mention the result. Leads so I, that. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute shocker, isn't it? They were saying, like having a conversation about how in, in some respects, thinking back to 2002 and the Cardiff game, um, when we're on riding high and and that's knocked the wind out of ourselves and seemingly you, you almost look at that as a real turning point in our recent history. This isn't going to do the same, is it? No, 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 I'm not, no, 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 no. So one of the things about yesterday is uh, the romance of the FA Cup. And obviously it didn't feel all that romantic yesterday. and like lacking fans there you know the sting and the embarrassment and the shame that you're that you keep saying that you're feeling i just didn't feel it in the same way because i felt like no one got got to go and watch it they'd have got they'd have been buzzing wouldn't they that had been that's their they're dining out on that for years no there's not better when in a game like that when you're walking out the ground and you see one of the other fans leaving ground looking miserable and you've got the biggest smirk on your face and you can chirp up and stand tall in it. That that's the that's the sadness of this is however much I hated yesterday, and believe me, I absolutely hated yesterday. I normally love them results. When you see like a lower league team knock out a Premier League team, it's brilliant, isn't it? Well, not, well I mean we're not, not, we, not we, are, we are the highlight pick of the third round embarrassments, but there are <laughs> there are still other clubs that um, failed to get past lower league opposition. West Brom are out, but bear this in mind: we, until we are safe, we are technically in a, a some form of relegation battle. As and I don't mean four or five clubs that are likely to go down. I mean there's twelve, thirteen clubs who who could 
realistically go down still. We could also still win it. Yeah, so, but on that basis, are fewer games beneficial? Well, I think shortly all games get put a pause on anyway, aren't they? You think you think that's the the direction of travel? I, I hope I hope well, I don't know what I hope. I just hope the season doesn't get null and void because I want to see Sheffield United go down embarrassingly. That's a fair point. That is a but, fair point. But no, I th- I think all we've got to do now is as you say, dust ourselves off. We've got a massive game against Brighton at weekend. That's a huge, huge game. If we beat them, flip a deck, it's uh it's nearly chilling time, isn't it? So Brighton had a big game. They went to penalty. They didn't finish playing till like 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> Something daft. Who did they um, play? They played Newport away and went to penalties and they played a very strong team. So Ben White's um, got two derbies in two weeks. But Yeah, well, he, he played that and then they're actually, it could be end up retrospectively being a third one because I didn't realise this till today, but they play Wednesday night away at Manchester City. How's that another Ben White Derby? Well, he might sign for them in the future, might he? Oh, okay. Retrospectively, I'm saying. So they're playing Wednesday as well? They're playing Wednesday as well at six o'clock against Manchester City. And then a strong team out last night as well? Yeah, yeah, pretty strong. Ben White came off in the 108th minute. So, and then they've got a game Wednesday and then we've got them three o'clock. So by the time some of those players will have played two games an extra time before... Matthias Click laces his boots to play them on on Saturday afternoon. So yeah, Saturday becomes a massive game now. But yeah, no excuses for Saturday now with that information, is there? No, absolutely not. So yeah, I think we have to draw a line under that one. I think Marcelo will learn things, learns things about every, all the time, and the, the, I tell you, them them players will learn it. Man of the match, oh, um, Alioski. Oh, I was going to say Alioski. I've gone with Alioski just because he summed up the game for us yesterday. When that ball smashed him in the face and it's freezing <laughs> cold and it's them, they, they were right. I think Jermaine Beckford and Jermaine Jenner said it that when it's cold and you're on a pitch like that, then balls are even heavier. They hurt oh, even yeah. More. So and he's just been twanged in the face with that from however many yards away and it's nil nil then. That, it, although it didn't, it kind of set a tone for afternoon, didn't it? Of, but he made his 150th appearance yesterday. He always raises a smile. He looks fuming that we'd lost. Everyone else just looked a bit shell-shocked and annoyed, but at the end, we're all shaking hands. He looked like he was going to give someone a little dig, didn't he? Well, so I'm going Alioski. When Johnny did the post-match interview and he said, you know, I reflect what the manager said, I'm sad. I don't really understand it. He's gone out. He does anything that you ask of him, and he always will. And so I'm giving it to him. We've got James's thoughts as well now. That has to be the single most disappointing game I've watched under Bielsa, unfortunately. Um, I know everyone said about naive football from Leeds, but the whole thing felt a little bit naive from us. I think the FA Cup has very much a fighting mentality and attitude from the lower league clubs, and we just didn't have any fight. And when you would want someone like Pablo to really start pulling the strings, just nothing was coming off. There was just very bad passes and nothing seemed to be hitting uh, Rodrigo in the first half and then nothing up to, to Harrison in his role up front as well. But it, it, we just felt all over the place, never got hold of the game and fair play to Crawley. 
they were decent on the day. They did exactly what they needed to do and they put three past uh, Leeds United and basically booked a plane ticket for Kiko. But on to the next and let's hope we bounce back in the Premier League and we can forget this, but it wouldn't be Leeds and Leeds that without a, a loss in the FA Cup to a, a League 2 side, would it? Let's be honest. Man of the match. Oh, tricky, but I would say Patrick Bamford. He was sensible enough not to go, wasn't he? Patrick Bamford. I don't know why we bothered recording the rest of that because James was just eloquently put it in 1 minute 13. Yep, fair play, Jim. That's uh, a decent summary of exactly what we were saying. Now, with the white rose tinted spectacles, I've had a little look back on uh, when we used to go to grounds like that. Oh, have you? Yeah, and I realised that because we always had Ellen Road, it's still, even though we were the small club in League One, we had to go to those big grounds to feel like we were in a big cup tie for, as a fan. So, obviously, like we said before, Old Trafford, White Hart Lane, but looking back, got lots of good memories of going to those kind of grounds. We didn't always get something. We've had some disgusting results in the league and in the cup in in those uh, those kind of grounds. But I I look back and one one of my favourite ones, which was a league game, but it was the uh, Stockport two four game, which was sandwiched in a, in the Christmas fixture before uh, we won four two before the Man United game, and we it was just one of those places. I remember trying to sit in my seat and someone going mental. Win- well, first of all, my f- Matthew either lost the tickets or forgot the tickets or something along those Standard. Lines. So we were we were just in on time. Or maybe his dad wasn't or something. Along, there was a drama. Oh, is this the one where his dad didn't have a ticket and still got in? Some Yes, maybe. Some drama. Then we got in and we scored literally the second we walked in. Snodgrass scored. But then they somehow turned it around. They were 2-1 up. And they'd lost 10 in a row before this. And... I've tried to sit in my actual seat because I'm very particular like that. And someone went mental with me going, you've never been to an away game. No one ever sits where they're meant to get lost. And like, and uh, then us requiring a Lee Bromby long, long throw and uh, just trying to get something and ending up winning 4-2. But going, there were 7,000 people there and the ref was Kevin Friend, it turns oh, out. Friend. And, but just those kind of places. I'll include Brentford in this although not anymore, but going to those kind of grounds and being packed in under a little, it was just, it's just brilliant. Rochdale were great, wasn't it? I know we lost 2-0. But, <laughs> yeah, but. that was it. Going up those kind of trails, getting to a ground that's in the heart of a of a community in a small, pokey little ground where you're all packed in and, and it's on some kind of terrace and there's a romance to it. And I am looking back with uh, white rose tinted spectacles because we desperately wanted to be a championship and then a Premier League club for so long. But at least, you know, you can look back on some of them times with the days out is the crack and that's what we miss at the moment. And if they do shut football down, like you said, um, to try and make things safe for people again, let's just get it done. Let's get back as soon as we can, stick to these uh, restrictions. And before we know it, as I said, all I really want is for next season us to be a Premier League club and I can walk out with my mates on, in Twellen Road and uh, I'm clinging on to that for this year. But how much better would it have been, mate? Because you've got to remember there's levels to this game. Like you've just been saying then, we were desperate to be a championship club, we were desperate to be a Premier League club. Now, mate, I'm desperate to be getting on a flight with you lot somewhere 
in middle of Eastern Europe to go play some random club I've never heard of in Europa League and have a tear up. Oh yeah, now you're talking. That's the exact same feeling about that as I had about the other thing. It's but that's it. It's that's level. it. That's it, mate. But now with this, we've just lost three 0 to a bloody League Two team in FA Cup and a right fuck up. So <laughs> on that bombshell, let's look forward to the Brighton game and focus on getting into Europe in other ways. And are we going to win the league or what are we going to do? Just finish seventh. Is it seventh cut off for Europe? You never know. It depends on who wins cups and etc. But yeah, let's see how it pans out. I'm up for that. What's your final word? Oh, final word. It's hard. It's hard. Um, gutted. I am actually gutted about it, but I'm pretending as best I can to not be and try and understand it from a pragmatic kind of approach. So I am gutted about what happened, but equally, I've. It's the day after, and I'm already. We've had a good digest of that, and we're ready. I think feeling filling up for Saturday. So, yeah, gutted, but onwards and upwards. How about you? Embarrassed. Uh, do you know what? They brought on bloody Mark Wright. What's more to say? Yeah. Let's end it on that note. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.